Advent, uh, looking at Mary's yes and Joseph's yes, and Christmas Sunday we talked about God's yes and Jesus' yes for us. The Father so loved the world that he gave his Son. The Father said yes. And Jesus so loved the world that he set aside his might and glory and emptied himself and became a servant and, and gave his life as a ransom to redeem us from our sin. And Jesus said yes. Yes to being born a, of a woman, born a baby, and, and to come to save us from sin. Mary said yes to redemption's plan and became the mother of Jesus. Joseph said yes and took Mary as his wife and raised Jesus as his own. So the Father and the son and Mary and Joseph did all they could and now the choice is up to us will we say yes and that was our emphasis for Advent and what will your answer be so one more time we're going to say yes and we're saying yes to Jesus yes for 2023 this is our yes for Jesus so with that said you may recall that I typically uh, kind of take that first Sunday of the year to uh, I've always kind of prayed during the year, Lord, is there a word for us going into a new year? Is there a word that you have for us? And I couldn't figure out how to, felt like the Lord was kind of speaking to me, but I wasn't sure how to make this all work and, and uh, eating dinner with uh, Sarah and Rebecca the other night. I said, I'm not sure what to, what to call this or how, what this sermon's going to be. And, and uh, I think it was Beck that said, well, you've been doing yes. Why don't you just start out with our yes? And I thought... All right, inspiration. Thank you very much. That's what, that's how that took shape there. So, but here's the four words the Lord kind of dropped into my heart, and, and uh, uh, I just want to. It's not a great sermon, perhaps, but I just want to share these four words. Uh, this is what I felt the Spirit kind of speaking to us uh, for 2023. So, the first word I felt the Lord speak to my heart was challenge, and I know the last three years have been nothing but a challenge for most everybody. And I know 2022 has been rough on some of you. And I hate to be the one to tell you on this first day of this bright new year, but life in 2023 will not go unchallenged or unopposed. I'm not suggesting it's going to be a bad year. That's not necessarily the case. And good and bad doesn't necessarily have anything to do with challenge. I just, in fact, I believe there's going to be a new season of blessing coming, but that blessing and that season of blessing won't come to us unchallenged. That's just the way life is. Remember, we've got a spiritual opponent, an enemy that wages war against us. And remember, too, we live in a fallen world where bad things still happen to good people. We live in a world where justice is longed for but is often denied or delayed. We still do dumb things, and, and uh, that produces negative consequences and outcomes that we then have to deal with. I keep saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you know, to have resolution. <laughs> I'm going to be a better person, Paula said the other day. Are, you think uh, you're, you're working on that being a better person? I said, yeah, but you know, there's still going to be idiots in cars. And it's just... <laughs> Gary Green's nodding yes, so you understand, right? You feel my pain. And so if people can't read my mind and know that they need to get out of my way, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to improve on that. But anyway, uh, so, uh, but, but here's the thing. Uh, in spite of the fact that we do dumb things and still have to deal with consequences, and those challenges, I mean, some of that still tries to defeat us, but challenges can come from many directions, and 2023 is going to be no different. But let me tell you something that you need to remember in the face of that. Challenge is a means and a mechanism to growth in our lives, all right? 
challenge is a means and a mechanism to growth. I want us to change the way we view the challenges that we face. Challenges don't have to defeat you. Depending on your response, that challenge can be a means to growth. So don't don't surrender so fast. Don't throw in the towel so quickly. Don't give in. That challenge hasn't necessarily come to destroy you. Instead, depending on your response, that challenge can prove to be the mechanism by which you overcome and succeed and grow and mature in your, in your walk with the Lord. The writer of Hebrews talks about the Lord's discipline. King James uses the word chastening or chastise. The NIV uses discipline. He writes, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and don't lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So think of that word discipline. We think of it, we think of discipline as punishment. I'm going to discipline somebody, so you're either getting used to, we got SWATs in school. They don't do that anymore, do they? That'd help. But anyway, uh, yeah. Coach, coach is saying no, but uh, we think of we think of discipline as punishment, but think of it as a means of discipleship. All right, the word, the root of the word is still the same. Think of it, think of it that way. So read that as he disciples those he loves. And what if we introduce into the into the uh, into the equation here the concept of challenge? He disciplines, he disciples, he challenges those he loves. He challenges us to right living. He challenges us to right choices. He challenges us because he loves us. And he, he allows challenge to come to us as a mechanism to produce growth. Challenges that prompt us to pursue the things of God, to overcome obstacles, and to lay hold of what is truly valuable and important in life. He challenges us and disciples us and leads us in such a way that we'll embrace the very life of God. I, I, my, my belief is that the best teachers challenge their students. Wouldn't that your, your principles? Isn't that, wouldn't that be a fair assessment? Yeah. The best teachers challenge their students. If you just come in and, and say, my, my, uh, you know, my goal this year is you're pretty much going to come out about the way you came in, all right? Uh, if you learn something, whoo, good for you. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that's, not, that's, not a great, that's not a great teacher, and that's not much of a challenge. The best teachers challenge their students. They challenge us to learn and to think, to think critically, to examine, to question, to go beyond, to expand our horizons on our reach, to dream of what can be, of what we can accomplish. I, I was just thinking about teachers that I've had in my lifetime. I, you know, I went to... I went to seventh grade at Clinton, which was still a junior high at that point in time, and then eighth through the twelfth grade, then I was at, uh, I was at Berry Hill. And when the uh, 100th anniversary of the race massacre came along, so many people said, you know, I went to school in Tulsa, nobody ever talked about it. I never even heard about it. Well, somehow or another at Berry Hill, I heard about it. Seems odd, doesn't it? But yeah, I did, and heard about it, and was challenged by a couple of teachers and, and uh, a, a science teacher, as I remember, that talked about that and an English teacher in the eighth grade that, that talked about it, that brought it up or whatever and challenged to read and to study. Those guys, our, um, the eighth grade English teacher I had, Ed Price, uh, he became the principal and then uh, uh, I actually preached his funeral. 
years later. And I went by one day and took him a book that I'd written and said, I just want to give this to you. You don't have to read it, but I just want to acknowledge the contribution you made in my life. I can remember him standing there in class and reading from different books or whatever and just inspiring me to appreciate words and to think of the power that a book can have. And Mr. Price, I wanted you to know that and took that to him. There were a couple of other English teachers that made a difference and teachers at, at ORU, Dr. Reddick, Richard Pearson Reddick was a, was a convicted felon and an armed robber who, while he was in, uh, in prison, uh, went to, back to school and ended up with a Ph.D. and uh, graduated Phi Beta Kappa and all that kind of good stuff and was a brilliant sociologist and, and uh, you know, Dr. Horner and, and uh, uh, Dr. Fagan, those guys had an influence in my life. Dr. McCullers was my advisor at OSU and what a brilliant guy, Dr. Tom Matthews at Oregon. All those people challenged me. I walked into a class and, and they challenged me to learn and to do better. They challenged me to think. Uh, Dr. McCullers was such an amazing editor We'd go through my, my thesis and was like, you don't need that and change that and do this. My brother was talking about uh, in his PhD work, he said, uh, he was telling us this the other day, he said, in one class I wrote this paper and he said, I mean, like between the lines, this professor wrote two full pages of critique and suggestion and criticism in his paper. And he said, and I got that back and I thought, that is marvelous. That's exactly the kind of teacher that I want that's going to show me where I'm wrong, that's going to help me become a better person. So I thought, man, if when I become a teacher, that's the kind of guy I want to be that's going to help people and challenge them to do more. i got to get off this point because there's three more to go. But you understand what I'm saying? Challenge is not a bad thing, all right? We want somebody to challenge us. The best coaches challenge us to think, to try harder, to, to, to think bigger, to, to train harder, to be disciplined so we can compete and win. Uh, David's is still a coach. Uh, coach Arrowwood over there is a, a state champion coach in the Hall of Fame and all that. Those guys challenge their students. They challenge their athletes to strive for more, to reach for more, to go for excellence, to become more, and not just as athletes but as better people. And so that's, that's the discipline we're looking for. And to be, we're, we're disciplined so we can compete and so we can win. And they challenge us to sacrifice the immediate for a greater good, a greater goal and purpose. And what I'm suggesting today is that God may permit challenges to come to you. That, that's just the way this may be. He may, he may challenge you to sacrifice. He may challenge you uh, to, to use those challenges that come in your life, not to harm you, not to destroy you, but instead to provoke you, <laughs> uh, but in a good way, to make effort, to excel, to get a new mindset, a new perspective, to challenge you to grow and to advance and mature. Listen, challenges are going to come in 2023, but say yes to Jesus and recognize that in the challenges are opportunities to grow in your faith opportunities to deepen your relationship with God, to discover new giftings and new purpose, new ways to serve God and others, new ways to shake off shackles and be free. And in those challenges, in those moments, you'll find miracles happening and you'll find new mercy every day and you'll find new evidence of God's faithfulness. And the Bible tells us Job faced challenges. We, we read it, uh, if you finish the, the reading this morning, then we, we read these very words, Job faced challenges that were undeserved and overwhelming. But in the challenges, Job said yes to God and declared, though God slay me, 
yet I'll trust him. And in the end, Job said, I'll say yes to it. And in the end, Job was blessed to see and know the Lord as never before. At the end of all that testing, Job said, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. The challenges in Job's life brought new discovery, a greater revelation of God, and Job was blessed so that the latter part of his life was greater than the first. What I'm telling you is, in the midst of the challenges, say yes to Jesus, even in the challenges of 2023, because God is still working all things for our good, for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He won't forsake you in the challenges, so keep trusting. The second word the Lord dropped in my heart is change. Change is inevitable. It may be one of the challenges. We keep wondering if things will ever get back to normal, but I think we moved past normal some time ago, don't you? That train has already pulled out of the station and disappeared from sight. As, we, as we've often said, change is here to stay. And as with challenges, we need a new perspective on change to look at it from a different point of view. Change comes with life. It's part of the growth cycle of life. If you're alive, there's going to be change. It's just the way it is. You can't stop it. There's seeding time and there's harvest. Seasons come and go. Seasons change. There's a time to be born and a time to die. We had baby dedications in 2022 and we conducted funerals in 2022. And guess what? The same will happen in 2023 people will come and people will go it's inevitable it's life decision deciding means change right to make a decision means change movement means change if we keep moving if we keep living change is going to come to remain unchanged and unmoved is to atrophy to wither to die so church our prayer needs to be god help us and don't allow us to to as a church to fear change so much that we'll wither and die instead keep us moving forward into all that you have for us lord and if god answers that prayer it's going to mean change. But in that change, it'll also mean blessing and new opportunities to grow and to impact our families and to reach our community and our world. Listen, if Jesus doesn't come in the next 12 months, then there'll be new seasons for Carbondale in 2023. There'll be change that'll come, new semesters. I remember why I thought about school during all this sermon, but I remember as a kid dreading every new school year. I just did. Other kids were like, all right, man, school's going to start. This is going to be great. Not me. I had a stomach ache from about July on because I was thinking, it's going to be back. School's coming again. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to go. I'm, I'm in third grade. I'm going to have to go back to school. This is awful. This is awful. I was so, you know, uh, here, here's the challenge. Here's a tip for you. Third grade, Anna B. Harris, she had she had a, a, a bun with a pencil stuck in it. She had Kleenex, I don't know where, but a lot of times it came out immediately <laughs> to help a kid. She's in heaven now. God bless her. But she was, I was traumatized to be in the class. She was, she was just scary. Third grade, and I'm thinking, oh, this isn't good, you know? And then in the midst of third grade, like, and, uh, like early in the, 
It was fall, I think, because the grass was all dead out there, and my friend and I had found a giant, it was like a refrigerator box or something, it was this huge box, and we had it out at, at my dad at the pottery, at Greystone Pottery, and we were, we were playing on this box, and we had this bright idea to, like, slide on it and stuff, and I was kicking a ball, and when I did, it flew out from under me, and I landed on my wrist and broke my wrist. And so, as kids do, I went in, Mom, I broke my wrist, and she said, Oh, no, no, you didn't break your wrist, come on, rub it. Right? Because that's what parents do. You didn't break your wrist. So finally, it kept hurting. And so finally, we went to the ER, which was like, un- I mean, nobody ever went to the ER. That, that just crazy. But anyway, we went and the doctor said, yeah, you broke your wrist. So thank you, mom. But anyway, so I went back to school then, still a little tentative about Miss Harris. And she had at one point in time broken her wrist. And suddenly, we were buds. All right? <laughs> Suddenly, Mrs. Harris was like, Phil, why don't you come over here? Why don't you sit here? We got to take care of that, right? And I was, I was like a pet project for a while. I mean, some of my classmates may be watching this morning. Do you remember? But anyway, it was a good thing. The fear kind of left there. But that was me. I just, I dreaded change. I mean, I'm physically sick thinking about it. I hated it. A new school year meant change. It meant new teachers. It meant new classes. It meant awkward social moments. It meant I was going to have to, I didn't even, I, I didn't know I had social anxiety, but I guess I did. It was like, I won't know where to go. It's one, it's an elementary school. Of course you don't know where to go, but it didn't feel that way to me. And every year, some kid a grade ahead of you told you during the summer, like, you know, here's what they do to you in the fifth grade. And I was like, oh, God, help me. Lord, help me. I can't survive fifth grade. I made it through fourth, but Lord, I don't know what to do about that. And they're like seventh graders. Here's, here's, what the, here's what you'll have to do in seventh grade. You're killing me. You're killing me. I can't do this. Mom, can I be homeschooled? That was me as a kid. I hated it. One, I, I just saw on the paper this week, I got to quit this rambling, but it's the new year. And this past week, one of my, uh, one of my coaches at, uh, at Clinton uh, in the seventh grade passed away, Holly Evett. He was a power, uh, like a champion uh, power lifter. And he and Terry Scott, I saw Aaron Hughes posted a picture of Terry Scott, but Terry Scott and Holly Evett were the guys. Holly Evett was the last guy who threatened to, to uh, give me a swat if I didn't climb a rope. And that, I, that ran through my head as, as I read in the paper that he passed away. I thought, well, nobody's ever going to threaten me to tell me to climb a rope. I never got up there. I saw no reason, all right? There's nothing at the top of the... Y'all, can anybody relate? Do you have to climb a rope anymore? Does anybody... They don't make you do that, right? Probably OSHA came in and said, they'll fall and... Used to have to climb. Climb that rope, Taylor. I, I can't climb a rope. Goes to the ceiling in a gymnasium. That's not even safe. That's not a good plan at all. But anyway, that's not going to happen. Here's the thing. <laughs> all right. There's a point to all this. Two more points, but I, I, here's the thing. When it comes to change, do you believe that God sees you and sees the way you're going and he sees the way you should go? And if you do, if he sees all of that, then if he calls you to change, if he asks you to make changes and adjustments in your life, can you just trust him that he knows best for you? That he sees the future much further. Well, he sees all the future. He understands. And so if he's asking this of you, then you can trust him. His plans and his purposes are for your good. And if that's the case, then 
Trust him and say yes and obey. The challenges you face and the changes you experience, take a deep breath and breathe and relax and trust that he'll work all of that for your good. Say yes to Jesus in 2023. Say yes to the changes that he's asking of you. Say yes to the changes that he orchestrates for you because if he's asking you to change, if he's bringing you into a season of change, then it's for your best. And he asks you to obey because it'll bring blessing and it'll provide protection and it'll bring provision. And let me say one, one other thing about Coach Evan. He never did give me a swat, all right, and, and was really a lovely, a lovely guy. And, and uh, yeah, so I didn't want anybody to think bad of Coach Evan. Is the Lord asking you to make changes? Is he asking you to accept some changes for 2023? Well, life's not going to be like it was. No, it's not. It's not. But he's with you, and you can make the changes. Maybe it's a change in direction. Maybe a change in priorities is asked. Maybe make the change. Align yourself with God's plan, with God's word, with God's purpose for your life and your family. Align yourself with God's timing. Say yes and surrender all to Jesus. Say yes to the changes because God knows the future. He knows where he needs you to be. He knows where you need to be better than you do. So trust him with the changes and say yes. The third word is calling. And for some of you, changes will come in 2023 as a result of saying yes to a calling from the Lord. God may be calling you to step out in faith, to say yes to a new direction, yes to a move, yes to a new job, yes to a new area of ministry, yes to a new way to serve the Lord, to say yes to volunteering at church or in the community, stepping out of your comfort zone to, to, to help somewhere else, yes to being a foster parent or, or to be an adoptive parent, yes to going back to school, yes to a new career, yes to a call to preach or to pastor or to get involved in missions or yes to being a missionary in your school, yes to being being a, a career missionary, yes to helping a missionary. You could, you could talk to, to Terrence and Laurel Harris about getting involved in helping with, with refugee families. And if you don't know what, talk to Carl and Rose Ebert. They can tell you about working with refugee families here in town, or they can tell you about working with John 3.16, or talk to Jim and Laura Beverly about John 3.16. You can get involved in helping people. The Lord may be calling you to something. He may be calling you just to be a, a leader, to be an influencer of people, and to lead them to Jesus. Yes to being an evangelist. Yes to telling your friends and neighbors about Jesus. Yes to being a worship leader. Yes to helping work with children or youth or the little ones in the art park. Whatever it is, the Lord, whatever that calling may look like, but I believe God is calling people and will be calling people in 2023. And the question is, will you step up and say yes to his call? Right? Talk to Dave Hensley. Volunteer to to go to a nursing home ministry. I mean, there's a, there's a million ways. What's the Lord speaking to your heart? Is he just stirring something? He's just talking to you about something? Then yeah, explore that and respond and step up and say yes to his call. Maybe it's just a call to faithfulness. Some of you, thank you for being here on this first Sunday. Some need to answer that call from the Lord to just commit to being faithful in church attendance if you're able. To be here, uh, you know, commit to, to Sundays. Faithful in online attendance if you can't be here. That this is going to be important and so you're going you're gonna to pledge, I'm going to be there every time it's on. Faithful in tithing and giving to missions and supporting the work and ministries of the church. 
I woke up one morning last week and just felt this idea of increased generosity, of radical generosity kind of rolling around in my spirit that day. That's another word for us, increasing our generosity in serving and in giving, in caring for others, generous in loving and helping others, generous with our time and talent to offer it for the Lord and for others. What's he calling you to in 2023? Whatever it is, opt for that radical generosity and say yes. And calling also suggests that we're cultivating a listening ear, that we have a greater or a heightened sensitivity to the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. If indeed the Holy Spirit is calling in 2023, we just need to make sure we're listening. We need to find ways to quiet our, our life, our mind and spirit, to tune other voices and noises and distractions out and intentionally take time to be in the presence of the Lord, to listen to Jesus. Ask him, Lord, is there something you want me to hear? Is there something you want to say? I'm listening. I'm all ears, Lord. I'm quieting my heart, and I just want to hear. And Jesus is calling by his Holy Spirit. Listen, and then answer his call with yes. And understand that your yes to Jesus in some area of your life will likely mean a no in other areas of your life. And so just remember, a righteous and obedient no has its place in the journey as well. I'm going to say no to that in order to say yes to this because this is what the Lord is saying to my heart. And the fourth and final word is commitment. We tie it all up with that word. Whatever the challenges, whatever the changes that may come in 2023, whatever the calling and wherever the calling takes us in our obedience, the bottom line is we face it all and embrace it all with a renewed commitment to Jesus. We're telling him, I'm committed to serving you, Lord, and living for you and saying yes to you regardless. And this is how we survive. This is how we make 2023 a successful year. This is how we grow. This is how we experience his blessings, by committing ourselves to him and saying yes to him and yes to whatever he asks. So for this new year of 2023, are you willing to commit your life to the Lord? Are you willing to make his priorities your priorities? Are you willing to commit to making your spiritual life and your spiritual growth a priority in your life? It's more important than anything else. Willing to commit to pray, to read and study God's Word. Pick up one of the, the bookmarks back there and begin to study Luke and Act. Keep reading the Bible through, but, but uh, let's, let's, let's study together. Commit to attending church, to be a worshiper, to walk in obedience to God as a committed follower of Jesus. If you're a parent and you're here today, will you commit to making the faith development of your children and their relationship with Jesus a top priority in your family and in your life? Say yes to raising godly world changers in your household. And the best way you can do that, mom and dad, is to say yes to modeling the life of a committed Christ follower for your children. Make this a priority. They need to see you say no to this because this is what we do. We're going to live for Jesus. And I can't tell you what commitment should look like for you. My role and purpose this morning is simply to call you to that next place, that next level of commitment as we enter a new year. I'm just telling you to dig in, that if you back up, if you back away from following Jesus, you'll fall back into old habits, and you're going to find yourself slipping into, into patterns and into things that are going to pull you away from him and pull you away from what God has for you and his blessing, and you just need to watch out for that. Press in. Press in. Listen, commitment I don't know how to define it, but I, commitment is, is, 
yeah commitment is the pursuit of god it's the it's the consistent and constant pursuit of god of all that he is and of all that he has for us does that make sense commitment is the is the constant pursuit of god and of knowing him and being with him it's the pursuit of all that he has for us and of all that he asks of us somewhere in there we'll create a definition won't we commitment is that constant consistent pursuit of god of who he is of all he has for us of all he asks of us it's going to be about obedience to all of that and so let me direct your focus. Let me encourage you to face challenge and changes in the callings of 2023 with a committed yes to Jesus. Challenge, change, calling, and commitment. And so we're going to celebrate communion this morning if you picked up one of the communion sets out there. And as we do on this first day of this new year, we're proclaiming together this morning that Jesus alone is the source of life the source of hope and peace for us. We're proclaiming together that our very life is found in him and comes from him and we're committed to him. And understand, it's more than just a commitment, it's a covenant. It's a covenant that's been signed and sealed in his blood. It's a covenant with us and, and, and an acknowledgement that he belongs to us and we belong to him. We're talking about union with him communion but we are we are in union with him and we're communing with him he gave himself for us and now we give ourselves to him we pledge to live our lives for him every moment of 2023 we belong to him every moment of 2023 we're pledging to say yes to him and so lord we bow our hearts before you this morning on this first sunday of 2023 Lord, we pledge to you a renewed commitment that whatever challenges come in this year, we're going to say yes to you. Whatever changes you may ask of us or orchestrate around us or for us, Lord, we're going to respond in obedience and say yes to you. For every calling, Lord, that you place upon our lives, we'll say yes to you. We'll follow you, we'll obey you, we'll serve you, we'll live for you, we'll do, we'll obey you and do whatever you call us to do. Lord, we, we pledge a committed life to you, that consistent pursuit of God and all that you are and all that you have for us and all that you ask of us, Lord. That's the commitment we make to you. We commit everything to you, Lord. We pledge ourselves to you. Every aspect of our lives, every moment of 2023, 84,600 seconds a day, we pledge them all to you. Lord, may we say yes to you and live in obedience to you and to your word. May we live in covenant with you. And in this covenant of grace, signed and, and sealed in your own blood, Lord, as we take communion together today, we acknowledge and affirm that all of our hope and all of our life and all of our future, it's found only in you. There's no other means. There's no other way, Lord. There's no way we can earn our way. We can keep all of our New Year's resolutions. It won't be enough. But Lord, if we look to you and if we rest in you and in your grace, Lord, it's going to be all right. We come to you today. Thank you for keeping us under your mercy. 
Thanks for giving yourself for us and for our salvation. Lord, thank you for your body broken for us, your blood poured out for us. Thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have as we come to you, this union of grace that's ours through Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me together. Let's take the bread, the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you became flesh and dwelt among us. You, you lived among us. You became one of us, a servant, so we could understand so we could see you and touch you. You fleshed out the Father for us. And then you offered your body, your physical body, Lord, as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice to atone for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for your gift. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that now as we receive that bread, we participate, Lord, in your life. We participate in your grace and in your blessing, Lord. We thank you for it. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me, for whenever you eat this bread and whenever you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Together, let's drink of the cup, the blood of Christ. Jesus, how we thank you for your blood poured out for us, that through your blood, Lord, there's remission of sins. Through your blood, there's cleansing. The blood of Jesus continually cleanses us from sin. Today we have life and we rejoice in that today. Would you stand this morning together and let's give him thanks. Let's give him thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for healing that comes to us today, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the hope that's ours. Thank you, Lord for your grace applied to our lives. Lord, I thank you today. You're our healer. By your stripes, we're healed. Thank you, Lord, for life and hope, for rest and peace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, how good you are. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we declare today that our feet are not going to be shaken. No change may come. Our feet are planted upon the rock that is Christ Jesus, upon the words of the prophets, the words of the gospel and the epistles. Lord, we're planted upon your word, and we declare to you today, Lord, by faith that we will obey you, that we'll stand firm. It doesn't matter what may come in 2023. As you hold on to us and we hold on to you, we will not be shaken. Our foot won't slip. We're going to serve you. Lord, a constant commitment to you. Lord, a consistent pursuit of God and of all that you have for us and walking in obedience to you, Lord. We pledge our hearts and our lives to you, Lord. And we believe that as we do, Lord, things will unfold before us in 2023. 
that hopes and dreams, Lord, will become reality for us, that those things that we have believed for and prayed for and hoped for will begin to see them happen. We'll see family members come home to Jesus. We'll see lives change, Lord. We'll see new opportunity present us, doors that will be open to us that have long been closed, and we'll walk through those doors in obedience and faith because you have a plan greater than ours, and you've seen beyond what we can see, Lord, and you declare and establish your purposes over it. So, Lord, I declare it today for our church, Lord. There's a new season that's coming, and you will bring us into that with grace and with favor, Lord, that everything this year, we're going to see the hand of God moving and working in this church and in this fellowship. You'll strengthen us. You'll pull us and knit us together as never before, and we'll have greater influence and greater outreach in this community, in this city, and literally around the world. Lord, we expect it to happen through every challenge, through every change. There'll be fresh calling. There'll be new vision, Lord. And we commit ourselves to you that all that you have for us, Lord, we'll receive it. We open our hearts and our hands to you, and we receive from heaven the blessings of God for us and for this church in 2023. We receive it by faith. We receive it in advance, and we believe we're going to see it unfold. Hallelujah. We declare it in Jesus' name. Folks, I believe that's a prophetic word for this church. There are good things ahead, and we can expect it, and we receive it by faith this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace today and throughout this year, this new year. In Jesus' name, I bless you. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks for being here on this first Sunday. Have a happy new year. Challenge, change, calling, and commitment. God's up to something good. Bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night. We're back on schedule or next Sunday morning. Amen.